Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. So here's my question: Why the fuck does he cut off his youngest daughter, who I think is three, in his retelling of the special when she offers her name to the crowd when he gives her the microphone? Like it's such a it's such a hard situation that he's put his family in, where he's just <laughs> delivered this absolute dinger for forty minutes and then done a bit of karaoke at the end, and then brought out his family who has been railing against, and then his daughter's like super cute, and she says hi to everyone, and then she says my name is, and then he grabs the fucking microphone back off her and laughs embarrassed. He laughs. What's at that? Her. He does. Uh, I guess it's a guy who is not willing to let go of the microphone just yet. He's a man with more to say. You know, I'm imagining uh, once this pandemic has blown through the world, you know, still got an Asian mama, still got their Mexican kids. You know, Rob I Schneider. Have more to say about both. Tours again. Yeah. I feel like he's he's barely skimming the surface of these experiences in this special. I feel like he's he's actually going to explore a premise, you know, in 2022. Man, you got a dead look in your eyes, brother. <laughs> I'm outside today. I just couldn't handle watching this indoors. It's quite a nice day. We're still in lockdown at time of recording in Auckland, where Guy and I are. And so I've I've watched it outside in my, I think what Americans refer to as a patio. Would you call this a patio, Guy? What I've got going on in my backyard? It's what too is big a patio? To, no, patio's smaller. You've got a yard. You're, but there's you're like, like a paved Yeah, you're underneath a covered bit. awning. Mm. Um, I I, th- I think that you're just in like, I, it's all yard and you're just in a, a beautiful covered and sort of tabled and seated part of it, which is sounding more and more like a patio the more I say it. Mm. Um, now, in the interest, Tim, of injecting some positivity into what, you know, like last night we had... Um, Joseph Young in the Joseph house, Moore. and that was obviously great for morale. Um, mm. Today it's just us; it's the morning. Yeah. You yeah. asked not to do this. Yes, I said we're going to do it. Uh, you begrudgingly, and then I started lashing out in the comments to you, and I do want to apologise for that. Acquiesced, uh, but I found a review by an author named Christopher Lloyd, written on August 12, twenty twenty, of Rob Schneider, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. Of course, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time. Isn't Christopher Lloyd Doc? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. But this, Different this guy, guy, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Doc time traveling with the same name and a different face. Um, But this is the review. Yes. I used to be Rob Schneider. Now I'm just Al King's dad. 
He says this without a scintilla of resentment or regret. Rob Schneider is older, lumpier, possibly wiser, and most certainly <laughs> funnier than he's been in years. No. No. He shows all of the, he shows all this off in his new Netflix comedy special, Rob Schneider, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. A meditation on aging and looking back on a career that That's no, you can't use that word for this special. That is absolutely fucked. By his own no. admission, has cooled. And he seems fine with that. Schneider looks more like Billy Crystal than Juice Bigelow these days. And yes, he still dallies in problematic spheres of comedy, enshrining male lust and ethnic speech patterns. He just does it in the slightly more apologetic way of aging men who have come to terms <laughs> with the fact that they aren't cool anymore. What? <laughs> was that the problem, that people were being unapologetically racist? But if you do it with a little bit of abashed decorum, it's totally Melancholy. I've never had a strong impression. I've never had a very strong impression of Schneider. I liked him in his Saturday Night Live days, and I remember he would sing on some of the Christmas specials, imitating Elvis or what have you. He went on to a solo film career of comedies ranging from lowbrow to awful. Schneider seemed like a guy smart enough to know his movies weren't very good, and he got quite thin-skinned and defensive about it. I recall he once publicly attacked a Los Angeles critic who trashed his latest flick in a huge ad he took out which prompted Roger Ebert to respond with a scathing column that ended with, your movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this later became the title of one of Ebert's collections of reviews. Dude, that is absolute king shit right there. This helped Kind take- of from both of them in a way, but yeah. in a very petty king way from Rob. This, uh, this helped take the knees out of Schneider's star wattage leading to leading roles in smaller movies and then supporting parts in other people's movies. For a while, he was part of the Adam Sandler make-work projects for his buddies, notably grown-ups, but found himself left out of the sequel, reputedly due to scheduling conflicts, which is the Hollywood-esque equivalent to the corporate world's spend more time with his family. <laughs> Do you know, we've never like adopted the terminology, but I think we've often talked about the concept that Adam Sandler's... Um, production company is a jobs program eh it's like yeah. a government work scheme for c-list celebrities and offshoot comedians who can't really make it anymore on their own it's kind of well, sweet also, when you look at it that way and then it also occasionally love of socialism occasionally propped up by equally talented friends who have a couple of months clear and want to you know cash a paycheck to hang out with their buddies if you do think about it in those terms it is a beautiful jobs creation scheme like mm. There's a hoop on every set. You are literally, you've got permission to just go and work for two months. Just just having beers like, you know. I mean, You didn't I'm see sure. that guy put, put air quotes on the word work there. It's not work. It's not it gets, work. It gets released, but it's not work. It's I mean, not for it, the stars, but it is for a lot of crew. And yeah, I'm yeah. kind of rolling that into the job scheme um, program as well, which is, it's good. Absolutely. Um, is this work? Is what we're doing work, Tim? Yeah, this is undeniably, unmistakably work. This has all the hallmarks of work. I'm up. Uh, we're not like super duper early. I actually wanted to do this even earlier than what we are doing it, but this was your one day opportunity for a sleep in. It's Saturday. Um, but I'm up in the morning <laughs> watching Rob Schneider for the fourth day in a row. 
And there's more to go. This isn't the end of it. Um, don't want to be here. Don't want to be doing it. So I think that makes it work. Brother, brother, brother. Let me say this. Let me say oh, this. Because okay. we're only halfway through I've, the review, by the way. But yes. I, oh, yeah. Well, I just want to say I think I was too harsh on Rob singing. And I'll return to that note later. Let's continue with the review. Schneider didn't even get to ride the Hotel Transylvania gravy train, and he's mostly done bit parts and voice work the last decade. Let's be blunt. He's a has-been. Oof. Telling it like it is over here. Asian Mama reflects his acknowledgement of this fact, which at times takes on the tone of a confessional of the sniggering schoolboy who has grown up but still can't help cutting up. I learned some things about him, starting with the fact his eldest child is in fact Al King, a crooner with a magnificently soulful voice. After a stand-up set, Schneider brings her out for a duet of Roy Orbison's In Dreams that is achingly haunting, but also joyful. It's the is first it? time. It's the first is that time rendition pre- achingly haunting? Would you describe it in those terms, Guy? No, I would describe it as odd. <laughs> it's odd. It's an odd song choice. And it's an yeah. odd creative decision. It's like, I mean, odd is the most generous euphemistic description of s- sinister or cynical. Like it's, it's just, it's a, it it's is a, cynical. It's a deeply cynical decision to have it in and to close the show on it. Mm. And uh, it's sort you know, of like, after yesterday's episode about the um, the Adam Sandler connection to his, because he got so much love and respect from what was a beautiful artistic choice from Adam Sandler to like legitimately put into, well, get the whole special with songs, but to have like a musical tribute to his late friend, which he, and he, he was such a public figure that everyone can kind of get on board with, with um, you know, being in a moment of re-mourning Chris Farley, that it, it really worked. And Rob Schneider looked at that and was like, how do I do the least amount of work to generate the closest amount of public goodwill and money off the back of what Sandler did? It's a, um, how about my daughter who is one year younger than my wife? Why don't I get her on stage because she's got talent and then I can ride some coattails. Just while we are inside of that conversation, I want to say that the, the, uh, that sort of detective work, very limited detective work that unearthed the age gap and the genesis of their relationship. Hey, give made... me some fucking credit. I did the research. I got the receipts. One article. Yeah, that's right. But um, also, I mean, it's bolstered by Wikipedia pages, which are unchangeable, of course, ironclad. Mm. Uh, I, I just want to say, like, it, it really gave a very different and much more um, saddening read on some of the material where Rob's talking about how he's been married to his wife for 10 years and every three months she wants a divorce. And <laughs> we we know at this point that they married at 23 when he was 47. 41. Oh, yeah, sorry, 47, yeah. And uh, his wife says, I'm wasting my youth. And this is a refrain that he keeps coming back to over the years and he keeps saying, no, 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 no. Like, he, no, he, no, no, hold no. on, though. He, he makes it funny, though, because he does it in a faux Mexican accent. So he yeah. keeps saying, you've taken my druce. My yeah, juice. yeah, it is actually that is that is true. That's hilarious, and uh, he sort of keeps going. No, no, it gets better, and then you know, three years pass and it doesn't get any better. And he starts telling her, "Hey, you're you're fucking crazy. Like, I'm not the problem here. You're not a happy person. I'm doing all I can. You can leave me, sure. You can go find someone else, but it's not going to fix your problems. I'm all you've got. 
I'm your Prince Charming. And it's like, that's already super, super dark and like grim and not actually funny enough to qualify. Like, I understand the notion of sort of edgelord comedy or like saying, walking right up to the line of saying something which is, um, you know, intolerable, but sort of either making it funny enough or sort of acknowledging. Usually when you do that, you're voicing an uncomfortable truth. It's a, it's a yeah. truth that we don't want to but reckon there's, with there's for no, one reason or another. There's no nuance. There's no second layer. It's it's literally just a, like Rob Schneider at his current age detailing how he has gaslit his wife into <laughs> remaining in their marriage, like in his special, before he brings her out. It is... It is like it's a disaster. It's it's yeah. a confessional. It's um when viewed through that lens it's quite um perform like it's almost it's performance art in a way. It's oh. so fucked up that it makes it interesting. It's not nearly as interesting as you're making it out to be. Like it mm. only in the meta analysis after the fact. If well, if it I mean, was as like raw and and he had any awareness of what was going on, and he was discussing that in front of her and brought her on. Like, fuck, man! Now we got something. Now we have a thing. But there is no awareness. Yeah, not the case. Anyway, the review continues. So these are, these are the things he learned about Rob Schneider during the special. By the way, the first one, as I've already just read, is that he has a daughter. After forty-five minutes of material, one one you get a star for that. I also discovered that Rob Schneider is Asian American. No, really. His mother is Filipina and his repertoire. <laughs> like the, read, the reader has just done a spit take. <laughs> yeah. He's what? His, his mother is Filipina and his repertoire of various Asian accents of English are collected from his childhood. He even breaks out in Cantonese at one point. He mimics his mother's constant demands for straight A's in school oh, and so, hectoring so, uh, ways. I'm really sorry. I know there's a slight delay and I know I keep interrupting you, but at, at what point does he speak Cantonese? Uh, when he's doing the, um, when he's in the Chinese restaurant, at yeah. one point he, as, as the proprietor or owner or operator of the restaurant, he calls out back to the kitchen to see what dishes are available. And he calls out, and I mean, embarrassingly, I'm not intelligent enough to know or educated enough to know whether or not he's speaking in genuine uh, Cantonese or some sort of faux. My, I mean, my immediate assumption, based on the amount of work that's gone into other parts of the special, is that he is just stringing together syllables. Mm. And either way, it doesn't really qualify the rest of the disaster. But the review continues where he says, um, "It's not racist. It's accurate." He semi-apologizes after one long screed. He jokes that in the Great Awakening, he may be Asian. But he's not Asian enough to get any jobs out of it. Much of the second half of his set is devoted to Schneider's uh, third marriage and two young. This children. review isn't even that. Good. Is this worth it? I'm just absolutely I hate not. Everything. Yeah, I hate yeah. everything. This review is like a school project review. It reads like, but then this guy's got reviews coming out of the wazoo on Film Yap. You know, popular review website Film Yap. You know when you check, literally on, like, never heard of it, and I like that Wikipedia. you qualified him being a good reviewer by the fact that he's done quite a lot of them. <laughs> you know when you go on Wikipedia and they tell you the movie's got this on Rotten Tomatoes, this on Metacritic, and this on Film Yap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always oh, in the mix. You're an unhappy man. I'm you're so un- unhappy. You're an unhappy. Guy. I feel like it's fucked up my day too, because like usually. I um you know 
you want to design these things so they get done so the rest of the day can go. But I just feel like this is going to cast a really yuck shadow on the rest of the day. I fucking hated this, man. I absolutely hated it. This is like taking me back to the dark days of seasons gone by of Worst Idea. Maybe reminiscent is, of Sex in the this, City 2 vibes. This in is the having an incredibly dark effect on you. I mean, it's um, it's only a 45-minute special, Tim. But it's my Saturday. It's an hour and a half out of the day. All right, yeah, that's a lot of time, man, when you think about it. Because we're doing that every day. How many hours are we awake? A few? Yeah, at 12, least a 14, few. 14. 16? 14 to 16. Seems like too much of the day, man. It's just too much. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Now let me talk about Rob Singer. What would you have done without this? I was working on a proposal before I started this to try and get funding for a a documentary series about um, psychedelic drugs. That seems like a worthwhile application of my time. I don't know if watching Rob Schneider's dog shit special for the fourth time in as many days um, is as good a use of my time, you know? Mouth, young man. Dog shit? You don't like that? Not at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I, that sounds like a cool prop, and um, I would agree that this is probably less worthwhile. Can I talk about Rob singing? Dude, you can talk about anything you want. Here's what I want to talk about. I guess this is coming from a place of I was trying to find little bits of light because I can recognize how negative I'm getting and how negative... Um, uh, I don't want to say this is making me because I have a decision in this. You know, It's not like it's all happening to me. I get to frame this how I want. But um, it's it's going bad. <laughs> Fair to say it's going badly. Um, mm-hmm. Either because my hands are on the wheel or the wheel is uh, turning on its own. Um, so I just wanted to revisit some bits that I've I've dumped on Rob on. And I want to say that his singing is fine. Like I, I think yesterday I was talking about it being very, very bad karaoke. And I'd like to upgrade that to it's fine. He's got a serviceable vibrato. Um, which he cranks out. Isn't it? Do you say vibrato? Vibrato? Vibrato. Yeah. Nah, it's vibrato, surely. It, Isn't it? It could be. I don't know. Seems like a weird hill to die on and weird thing to hang me up on uh, in the midst of me pouring my heart out about how depressed this whole adventure is making me, guy. I don't but think you're doing that. Play on, that, player. You're just you're just saying, like, this is a big sort of heartfelt tribute to how Rob Schneider's actually okay at singing. That's what you're yeah. inside of right now. One hundo. One hundo. <laughs> so just let me speak my truth. I, dude, yeah, fucking, if, if Rob Schneider's singing be the song of life, pl- play on. I noticed that they didn't put a massive amount of reverb on his voice, which is often a trick you do when someone sucks at singing. Um there's not a ton of reverb that I can hear, so well done. He's he's raw dogged it. And he knows his limitations. Handing off that high note to his daughter 
And he says, this one's all you, Al. Because he can't hit that, and he knows. So he doesn't try. Although it would have been fucking... Fu- and it is a comedy special. It would have been really funny to see him attempt it. Because you can't edit out part of a song, can you? That would be tricky. You can edit out a joke pretty easily, but to edit out a portion of a Roy Orbison tune, <laughs> that's hard. That's tricky. You got any reaction to that guy? Or you you happy to just see me wallow in my misery? I'm quite enjoying the wallow. Okay. Well, fuck you then, I guess. Um, I'm back to lashing out. How do you like them apples? I started descending into out. comments, into like, I was, yeah, I just got quite aggressive. I was like, fuck Rob, Rob is nothing. And I was like, fuck guy, fuck Rob, fuck guy. And I think that's, I'm back to there now. <coughs> I blame you for this. Why? Because you said that we should do it out loud. And you know that I'll do anything that is said out loud on a record. That's a problem with Tim. That's not a problem with Guy. <laughs> You could be right about that. I did find today hard. I didn't. I thought today that we should have watched it once. I felt that. In total. Yes. Um. But we've watched it more times. Should we talk about some of the jokes, Tim? No. Should we talk about his iconic opener, "Sex vs. Cookies"? Oh, I thought. You can do it was his opener. I uh, technically that is his opener. That really jutted out to me today. Fuck, it was sad. It was so sad. It's such a it's such a like demoralizing way to take a stage is to utter your catchphrase from twenty years ago. That, yeah, that's oh. sort of like Andy Millman level shit and extras when he uh, he gets his own sitcom and he it's like it, it, all the things that he was trying not to make is what it becomes. Like, to see a comedian trot out a catchphrase from 15 to 20 years ago as they take the stage is... It's hard. It's hard to watch. Well, it's just like, it's just, it's a lack of confidence. It's a lack of faith in where you are presently, the reason that people have come to see you, and the product you're about to deliver. Maybe like, we're being too precious, though, you know? Maybe it's fine. Maybe it's fine to do it. Everyone loves a catchphrase, right? That's why they exist. I'm also what engaged it, what, in a battle inside my own mind of um, trying to, like, I don't know, not get too negative, just bring some balance a little bit. But while I'm doing that applied to this special, I'm constructing these incredibly low bars for Rob to meet. Like, Guy and I are engaged in, in live chat while we watch because um, we watch it simultaneously and we've got a little chat thingy up in, uh, in this, this Chrome add-on called Netflix Party. And... Um, I keep saying to you a couple of times throughout this special, like, well, at least I understand that this is a comedy premise, so he's got that going for him, you know? Like, one in particular is um, he sort of sets out this joke where it's uh, like woman. I, I know what you're about to say, and I can't <laughs> believe that it's come to this. You're explaining woman. the oldest comedy premise in the world as I know, the bar that but, you set Rob Schneider to clear. I know, but this is this is the whole point of what I'm talking about. Like, what is my mind doing to itself? He, like, sets out this premise, which is women will tolerate sex in the pursuit of a relationship, and men will tolerate a relationship in the pursuit, in the pursuit of sex. He doesn't word it that cleanly, and it goes, 
goes on massively too long and it's quite muddled and massively offensive in the wrong take. But at least I understand it as a comedy premise, which I cannot say for 75% of the special, where I just don't really get what he's doing. I don't really understand it. Yeah. It or like what goes, point he's trying to make. It's quite an interesting point that you've raised there because it does sort of like... The world must be... It, it sort of explains his character in Real Rob and his character as a person, I imagine, because if like, if you think about it in terms of these are his ideas that he's worked on and finished and is presenting to the world, and as a person, you're watching them and saying, I don't understand, mm. that is a frustrating world to live in for Rob. Yeah. Like a yeah. world where in conversation he makes a joke or he makes an aside which is meant to like elicit a very clear response of laughter and he's just met by incredulous like it's a it's a difficult place to be disagreeing with the joke is very different from not recognizing something as being a joke you know and so like at least there's a couple times in the special where i can see the i can see the silhouette of a joke and i'm like just even I, i recognize that one even to think about him, um, even to think about him taking his show, Real Rob, to networks mm-hmm. and like pitching it and him pitching the jokes and the storylines. And everyone in the room, like, I guess everyone, you know, in those meetings is always good at pretending to enjoy whatever someone is saying. But like, I'm just really getting a picture of how exhausting life is for this guy right now. For Rob. Yeah. But it's entirely of his own making. Like, he refuses to... He's a man who refuses to learn. I feel like he's a man who refuses to take in new information and and change his opinions based on new data that is presented to him. And there's kind of clues to this in the special, like when he says um, the stuff about how you should... You shouldn't you shouldn't do what your wife or what your partner tells you and you shouldn't interpret what they're saying like on the surface level of the thing they're communicating. There's always this other second layer, the subtext that they're actually delivering to you. So you should ignore the literal words that they tell you and infer your own meaning because that's the true thing they're trying to communicate. And I just, um, I think that that is the core of so many issues. (laughs) Yeah. In relationships and life in the world of just people trying to infer what meaning in spite of just like the evidence is right there. What they're trying to tell you is what they're trying to tell you. So just listen to the words they're using and respond to it. There's also, if we're talking about that bit of material as a reflection of society, earlier in the special when Rob does his his iconic molesting his mother-in-law material. That is a great bit. Yeah, great. I agree. Which he prefaces by saying, you know, sometimes when I'm in bed and I can't get to sleep, I just start, you know, just start grabbing, you know. And he sort of says, when he says that, someone in the audience goes, yeah, bud. And then oh. it's like an unmistakable voice. And then later on, when he's doing his material about, it's like, the thing is, you don't listen. The same voice hmm. goes, yeah. Do you and know so, who it is? It's Nick Swardson. I'll, I'll put money on it. I they honestly flew him out think, I don't and they think, put a microphone right above him. Dude, no, you got it wrong. Swartzen and Schneider aren't f- friends because they're, they're battling out for the same sort of like 
that's fifth true. position in the Sandlerverse. <laughs> like th- they are mortal that $60, enemies. Sixty thousand dollar appearance that's got three lines in the in the movie. Swartzen, I mean, if Swartzen isn't the special, he's not there to supportively heckle. He's there to very destructively <laughs> insert himself. <laughs> Fuck. How many stars would you give this watch, guy? Of this special? Because I'm going to give it zero stars. It gives it star zero stars from... Zero from me. Fuck. No stars. You don't get anything. You get nothing, Rob Look, Schneider. I... I'm going to see if I can rustle us up some company for tomorrow because um, I do feel a responsibility for this. And can I you reach am... out to Slice? See if he's, if he's I around? Have. I have. Okay, cool. Um, but any, oh, look, 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 I'll take anyone. I really, truly will. Jesus Christ, you're in a dark place, man. I mm. will investigate this. I am enjoying... Uh, exper- this is like, because I know that this is only a short project, it is honestly a bit of a... Um, nostalgia kick to see you at such a low ebb <laughs> because that is such a shitty thing to say to your friend we've done together i know but i what I beautiful memories is, me seeing you in pain is, is this eliciting. is a this is a, maybe this is divorce maybe this is where you know i'm your friend what, guy you what need we're to doing is that. divorced from reality i don't think of this sadness as permeating the entirety of a day or week i'm imagining this is only existing while we're spending time together doing this project do you carry this energy with you into the day now? Or do you say, that's out of the way, I've got 24 hours off? Couldn't help but influence. I didn't even think about the fact that I've got to watch it tomorrow. Thanks for that, jackass. No it worries, It was just dude. like the afterglow of this that I'm not looking forward to. But, but then the, the the despair of having to do it all again tomorrow. Yeah. But this is something we've always seat. been on the same page where... There's never further between you and the next screening than right after you finish the last one. I know, but these daily watches, man, there's something else. They're really something else. Well, we picked such a such a fucked source material this time, you know. Thank he's God got, for the duration. He's got this great CBS sitcom that I'm hoping we could look into at some point as well. Anyway, it's uh, still morning time here. The sun is shining. The sky is blue. Tim Bat is at his lowest ebb. I am not, and I am also responsible. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.